0: Chapter 23 After they'd crossed the five warding lines, Casey shook her hand loose from Gilmore's. She dropped to the floor to find the meat pockets. Had they survived her fire? She was pleasantly surprised that they had. They were even hot. Gilmore took one. I thought you were hurt. Oh, Casey said in surprise. I thought I had dislocated a rib, but it doesn't hurt anymore. He bit into the meat pocket. That's good, he said with his mouth full. Eat first, then talk, she said, hiding a smile. She devoured her meat pocket within seconds and offered him another. They both ate too, and then she laid backwards on the grand foyer's floor, staring up at where the spiral staircase disappeared into the bedrock of Underhill. She relaxed her back muscles and gingerly felt where the stabbing sensation had been reducing her to a crying heap. She probed it gently. It felt only slightly sore. "'Now what?' Gilmore asked. He lay next to her, about a foot away, which wasn't at all distracting or fraught. "'So we know that the foe is laying traps for us. Should we spring them knowingly?' he asked. She shook her head. "'I mean, if we had Jerry, we could heal the books, but I haven't learned that yet. "'Until we recover him, we're safer leaving the books in their rooms.' "'So we simply guard the library until the foe returns?' "'Honestly, she didn't know, and so she'd shoot on that. "'Something the mirror had said was still bothering her. "'When they'd asked the mirror if it'd seen Jerry being taken, "'the mirror had said no. "'Yet the mirror had seen snatches of this mysterious Fay. "'How was one true, but not the other? "'The mirror had clearly said that it sees anything a mirror sees.' It made it sound like they were hit its eyes. There was a mirror at the front of the spiral staircase and another over the fireplace by the library's entrance. So it should have seen everything. I mean, that was also a problem for the future. Did they really want a tricky know-it-all mirror having that much knowledge? And then when they'd asked about the stolen books, it had just replied, stealing. With a question mark. That wasn't exactly a denial of their belief that the books had been stolen, but it definitely wasn't confirmation either. Stealing. Was it casting doubt on that idea, or did it know that the books hadn't been stolen? But that didn't make sense either. And then there was the problem with the foe coming back and back and back to the scene of the crime. They knew Gilmore was here and that Casey was still around. And instead of using their books wherever they'd taken them, they kept returning, risking exposure and having to fight one of the most powerful fe in the Queendom, in the very seat of Underhill's power. Why? Why risk that? Case? he asked. Oh, yeah? she replied, shaking her head. He kept using that nickname, the one that only her family and Iona used, and every time she found, she didn't hate it what is it he said why why do they keep returning the words blurted out of her what do you mean he flipped on his side his eyes sweeping her face if they stole the books they wanted if they successfully kidnapped the librarian why keep returning she asked she refused to look over at him his attention on her was like a warm lantern they have to contend with you she said i am rather impressive he interrupted. Yes, yes, yes. But what I meant was why risk it? Because they have to? Yes, but why? she pressed. What are they missing? I'm I'm not following, he replied. Well the more trips they make, the greater the risk that they'll get caught in a situation they can't fight out of. She frowned and twisted her fingers together. I mean they're even leaving traps for us. It doesn't make sense. So they need to come. They need something. It was more than that. It had to be. Her stomach, it prickled. Her nerves were restless. She knew she was on to something. It tickled the back of her head. They're returning because they must. She spun that out slowly. The mirror questioned whether the books had even been stolen. The mirror was sowing trouble. Now he sounded wary. True, she conceded. She wasn't ready to talk about that yet either and continued. But it also didn't lie. What do you mean? Well, when we said that someone was stealing books, it simply replied, stealing? As if it was amused. But what if it wasn't amused? What if that was its pretentious way of gloating, that it suspected what we didn't? Which is, he prompted, that we've been chasing the whole the wrong thing this entire time. Her chest, it grew cold, as if knowledge was a piece of ice she'd swallowed. I don't think they've taken the books or Jerry out of the library. I think they've hidden them in the library itself. The chill spread up and down her body. It fit. Why they kept returning. Why they wanted her gone. Why they were attacking Gilmore. Why the library hadn't shaken itself down to prevent Jerry or the books leaving. Because they'd never left. Gilmore sat up. You think they're still here? Yeah, she whispered. I think they're still here. But where? We've searched every room twice. True, she said. It'd have to be big enough to fit four books that could fight each other. And a very angry Jerry. She sighed. It fit, and yet there was no way it fit. There's not a place like that in the library. Nowhere is big enough. Oh, she'd been so close. She could still feel that truth wedging down into her body. She'd been right. But how could she also be so wrong? A pocket realm, Gilmore murmured, running a hand through his sticky hair. He grimaced at the blood that stuck to it. Bloody Maeve, they've created a pocket realm in the library. What? What? I mean, she knew the theory of pocket realms from her magic lessons, but she'd never encountered one. They were insanely difficult to make. They were magical incisions in the fabric of space that allowed the user to stick a hidden space inside with a bigger realm. They took reams of power and expertise, and most were still unstable. They had been very popular in the human world until the Fey cut ties and kept to this side of the pathways. Fey used to use them as storage for their treasures or as hidden refuge. They'd fallen out of use hundreds of years ago because they were just too unstable long-term. But a pocket room would fit why the library wasn't upset at the loss of the books because to the library, they were still in the library. And Jerry, too. It fit. It, It could work. So we just have to find it? She asked. Well, that makes it sound easy. He sprang to his feet and began to pace. The trigger can be as small as my hand and triggered by any number of things. Well, we know it's somewhere in the library. And given that the mirror hadn't seen Jerry leave, then it's most likely down here in the archives, she replied. Right? I mean, that narrows it down some. Gilmore paced, his head swinging to examine the foyer. True, and if I had created a pocket realm that already had to be inside a protected area like the archives, I wouldn't want to enter another heavily warded area to access it, he continued. He paced, making no noise except for his breath. "'So most likely not in any of the tunnels,' she said, sitting up and looking around. "'There's a mirror at the top of the spiral stairs, so it's unlikely it's up there, either.' "'True,' he paused. "'So what do you need once the pocket realm has been set up?' "'A trigger that could work both ways.' Mm, "'Explain?' So setting up a pocket is hard enough without making two one-way doorways, he said. Think of the trigger as a doorway. You want something that would work on both sides of the realm. Something you could physically touch so that you're keeping the building to a minimum. So something like a statue. Casey's eyes skimmed over the four statues that loomed in the ornamental niches between each hallway. Maybe a statue where we smelled cloves earlier. Her heart, it jumped into her throat. Gilmore stood stock still and then whispered, very much like that. Casey got to her feet, taking her dagger with her. Is the pocket only accessible to the Fae who creates it? No, it shouldn't, because it requires a physical trigger, he replied. He sounded like she felt breathless and dizzy. So we could try to find it right now, and if we succeed, we'll get pulled into it. He looked down and held out his hand. Are you ready? Heart pounding, she nodded. Let's let's go slowly. They approached the statue of the female high fae librarian. Casey felt dizzy. They stopped in front of it, hesitating. Are we sure that the foe isn't inside, she whispered. The library has been sealed for almost a day, Gilmar replied. Remember, they fought me to get out. She relaxed a fraction. True. Gilmore reached towards the statue. He touched the top of the High Haifei's head, sweeping down one side of the stony body and then down the other side. Nothing happened. He reached behind her to where the statue was attached to the niche, leaning until Casey was also on her toes to stay connected to him. Then he swept the bottom of the niche with his fingers, passing over the stone sword and then the statue's feet. Nothing. Well, that was deflating, Gilmore said, chuckling once. "'I was so sure it was this one because of the smell,' Casey whispered. "'Clove oil is used as protection against books and their passions.' "'Passions?' "'You saw the monster,' she replied. "'What do you think that was, indifference?' "'He was quiet. "'Should we try the next one?' "'Sweep the back again,' she suggested. "'It just made too much sense to be here.' "'She leaned around to watch his fingers trail down the side of the high-face statue.' He reached on his toes and leaned against the statue, pressing his face into the side of the statue's upper arm to reach the very top of her hair. And that's how Casey noticed that his fingers weren't touching the statue there, but were hovering just slightly above where the hair had a ponytail. To that spot again, she said. Gilmore reached again, and sure enough, his fingers weren't actually touching the hair. Something's there. I don't feel anything, just stone. He leaned back. Your fingers aren't touching the stone, though. What? They put a protective barrier over the pocket's trigger. They weren't taking any chances that we'd figure it out, were they? They've been clever and cautious every step. How hard is it to break a barrier? Gita could do it if she calls on the land, he replied. If I were already the knight, I could. Casey had an idea. Lift me up. His big hands circled her waist easily, and he lifted her onto his shoulder like she weighed nothing. She adjusted her feet and reached up, leaning forward slightly, his hands steadying her, pressing on her stomach and warming her far more than simple body heat accounted for. She still couldn't quite reach and had to adjust so that he was holding her feet in two hands as she leaned against the back of the niche. Don't look, she hissed, very aware that he could look up her dress. I'm not, he promised. You have very nice ankles, though. Shut up, she snapped. Her hand sank into the barrier like it was gel. She touched the statue high phase ponytail, and her gut wrenched, and then she was yanked forward.